What's up, everybody? How's it going on in the internet wrestling community and all over the world wide web? It is me, it is me, the big old Stevie C, Steve Castellanovo, kicking it with you on a very lo-fi, very short edition of the Heel and Face podcast today. A podcast dedicated to news, information, and, con- uh, and content from the world of professional wrestling. Wow, I had a little brain slip there, but we won't for the rest of the show, apparently. Hopefully, like a short show today because of uh, lots of things going on. By the way, first of all, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there, all of the uh, mothers-to-be, all the mothers that have been, and all the mothers that will be in the future. Happy Mother's Day to you. That's what I'm about to be doing today. We're going to be spending a lot of time today doing the whole Mother's Day thing. I just took a little break from the day from the morning, you know, to make sure that uh, my son is uh, trying to provide the best Mother's Day he can for his mom. Uh, We're a little off last night because we had a huge field trip as well, but that's the thing you do when you are a dad. You basically give 24 hours to a field trip uh, to Kings Island, which, by the way, was a competition, and my kid won, his school won a vocal competition so that is a shout out to slate hill and slate hill elementary so it's gonna be a lo-fi show today thankfully because it's such a slow news day that it really doesn't matter Uh, i mean when the biggest thing going on on uh in wrestling right now is the twitter beef uh, between two prominent people in the IWC, you know it's a slow week. So I tried to pick up on some NWA and follow that along. Uh, the NWA has released the World is a Vampire uh, tours stops in Mexico. That was part of the festival there about a month ago, including the uh, the uh, cooperation between them and AAA, so I'll be checking out those videos. I know I'm probably a month or so behind on that, but, you know, what do I know? I'm not in the area, even though I've got that uh, 9 to 5. I'm still not where I can start actually buying pay-per-views from other uh, federations, other promotions yet. So I'll be checking that out online as well. I did see... uh, Last week's, not the recent week that was just up, but last week's NWA power because I was a little bored and uh, I should have done something else with my time. So I'll I'll try to keep up with power and try to keep up with the world as a vampire just to let you guys know what I thought about that and to cleanse the palate from the WWE because um, there isn't really much going on. Uh, again, people are making mountains out of molehills and people are trying to... Uh, Add two plus two and divide it by two, and it's not it's not working. So don't try to predict what's going to go on in WWE right now because we just simply don't know. Okay, well, like I said, it's a lo-fi show today, um, but I do appreciate the fact that you're here with me, hanging out down the street. The same old thing we did last week. But if you really want to get a hold of me or interact with the show, I really do appreciate when you do. Uh, So you can follow me on all my social medias on 
um, Minds, Locals, Facebook, Twitter, anywhere. You can just type in Heal and Face Podcast and there I will be to discuss anything. Uh, especially during the show, if you want to contribute during the show, I look at the Heal and Face page first for any comments and then after that I go to uh, the Heal Turn Wrestling page, which I thankfully am still a part of. So, uh, love being with Heel Turn Wrestling and love being here with you guys today. So follow me wherever you think you can. Uh, don't forget to also follow the audio version if you're not able to watch live on Spotify and most other podcast streaming platforms. All right, here we go. So like I said, short show today. Uh, I'm not going to talk about a bunch because really, honestly, there isn't a bunch to talk about so let's just continue with the theme of how Twitter by the way I don't know if you know but uh, there is the process there's a new CEO at Twitter and she is a longtime media veteran she was uh, a CEO at uh, NBC I believe uh, MSNBC for a very long time for 20 years uh, she knows the business and I think she's coming in to kind of help oversee being the CEO of Twitter. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think Elon even mentioned, Elon Musk, by the way, even mentioned that Twitter will be uh, morphing, it'll be rebirthing, so to speak, into the app called X, which he is touting as the social media app that does everything. So we will see how that goes in the future. That'd be interesting to find out. But as far as the content on there, you know, sometimes, again, and we've said this multiple times on this show, but Twitter was not meant for wrestlers. Or at least pro wrestlers should have some type of working knowledge of Twitter before they use it. Because the, the boon of using it on Twitter is that you get to promote yourself, which is what you should be doing. Whether you're... The ring guy who got five minutes in a pre-show at your local armory or MJF, you should be promoting yourself and your promotion and your promoters, right? Um, don't just promote yourself. That's the thing I've been seeing on uh, the internet. If I may go on a slight rant, I didn't plan on this. Even if you're uh, an indie guy and you're... Uh, not doing anything to just not just promote yourself, but promote your promotion. If you're not putting your uh, promotions poster on your pin tweets, if you're not constantly talking about not only your match coming up, but the match of people who are on the same card as you, then uh, that don't use Twitter. Don't just don't just promote yourself. Promote the whole thing. Anyway, you should also find out how to use Twitter more accurately. And more, uh, more clandestinely. Trust me, um, I am all too familiar with that. And it goes without saying that even someone who is relatively as old as me, Devon Dudley, should probably be more judicious and discreet when he is liking tweets. He got into a little bit of hot water over this week. Apparently, not only. Has Devon Dudley been liking 
adult-oriented tweets, but his likes, apparently, before someone told him, were public. So, hey, whatever you like, whatever you're into, is your own personal business. It is your time. It is your time to do your thing. Okay? You do you. So I'm not going to shame you. It's not none of my business what you like to do on your own time or what you, you like to be into, right? But at the same time, too, if you're going to do something adult-oriented, then you need to make sure that those are private and no one else knows that you're doing it. And he got shamed for it, I guess. It's just an old person not knowing how to, that Twitter works properly, all right? Protected likes, protected tweets. If you know, you're know you going to go on and you're going to use Twitter in that fashion or whatever, you got to be smarter about what you like, especially if you're a public figure, such a public figure. You know, it, it happens to politicians. There's politicians out there who have liked certain things and have gotten in trouble for it. Um, certain politicians with certain pictures of, of staffers and pages who are half their age yet out in social situations together even if it was innocent it's still a stupid idea but on the other hand too don't shame devon for what he likes like i think it's hilarious that twitter picked up on it because the internet wrestling community on twitter has really nothing better to do because then like i said this is a slow week right so devon got inadvertently shamed for liking his adult oriented tweets on twitter so leave that man alone let him do his thing, but someone somewhere, maybe his sons, somebody somewhere has got to get on Devon and let him know how to fix his Twitter machine. Uh, and uh, now, from misusing your Twitter to completely using it the right way, although I don't know to what end, because even though she's not persona non grata, of WWE, she hasn't been used a whole lot lately. Medusa Maselli, of all people, the famous Alundra Blaze from the 90s in WWE, Medusa Maselli, calls out Trish Stratus on social media, basically saying that Trish Stratus set the women's wrestling back backwards. And I don't know where this is going necessarily, I would like to think this might be something that turns into a thing. Uh, we shall see the way that WWE doesn't mind bringing people back, especially bringing veterans back who they think they have some kind of star power. Though it wouldn't surprise me if they did bring Medusa back, at least for a one-off, to further the story. You know, Medusa could come in and basically, even though it would take uh, Trish Stratus quite a long time, you know, Trish Stratus might beat her up and get her the victory. So we shall see if that comes into fruition. Trish has not herself responded in any palpable way to this tweet. She just keeps posting yoga videos of her doing splitted handstands with one hand tied behind her back or whatever. So, and of course, guess who liked that? Devon, that's right. So it's a weird Twitter world where we're all just living in it. I don't know. Uh, if this is going to go anywhere, it could, it should, maybe, you know, Medusa can still go a little bit. Um, she was in the ring for the Women's Royal Rumble as one of the 
old time entrance, you know, the, the mystery old time entrant. It was fine. She didn't look terrible, but you could still see cracks in the armor. And people went after her on Twitter, by the way, uh, in, in, in craziness, uh, as you would expect. Basically shaming Medusa, saying she was not that good and she was just the highest climber. Like in a garden full of weeds, she was the tallest dandelion. I guess, is the way people are framing Medusa's career, which is a little disrespectful, seeing as though the talent pool of legit female wrestlers in the late 80s, early 90s in in American wrestling was very, very scant. I don't know. I don't even think Trish Stratus women ruined women's professional wrestling. So I don't even know if I agree with her premise too much, but hey, whatever gets you over, kids, whatever gets you popped to the crowd... So that might be something to look forward to. Maybe they are setting something. And WWE's never shied away from um, propping up Twitter beefs either and turning them into angles. But we'll see. We'll see how things shake out. There's SummerSlams, the next big occasion. Uh, they might squeeze something in between Medusa and, and uh, Trish during that time. Who knows? Who knows? Um... So I guess maybe the next subject to breach that really, again, people are blowing out of proportion, um, making a mountain out of a molehill, is the fact that, speaking of uh, the next pay-per-view, Night of Champions, which is going to be held in Jeddah, I believe, Saudi Arabia, another Saudi Arabian show, uh, is going to be... Roman Reigns and Sola Sokoa are going to challenge Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens for the WWE Tag Team Championships. Here's the bigger thing. The bigger news that's not being said here is that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are going to be allowed in Jeddah. They're going to be allowed in Saudi Arabia. That's the bigger news, especially Sami Zayn. So I don't know. Maybe... Maybe we'll see if uh, wrestling does, in fact, conquer all division. Who knows? That's the news for me, not the fact that, that Roman Reigns is fighting. And the internet wrestling community, again, y'all are just driving this thing completely out of proportion, right? There's no evidence that Reigns and Sokoa are going to win the belts. Yes, I know Roman Reigns is an unstoppable monster. Well, yes, I know he's being overbooked. Yes, I know that he's being overpowered. Yes, I know that there is a slight possibility that this could actually happen, especially in a place where he's very popular in Jeddah. But honestly, what reason would WWE legitimately have to get the belts off of them. I hear rumors of people talking. Everybody talks. Everybody talks. People are saying that already WWE has lost faith in Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. I don't know what indication you would have of that. That the fact that this is the mere fact because they're going to give the belt that automatically they're going to give the belt to Reigns and Sokoa. Um, I don't know. This is a, going to cause issue friction with the bloodline 
Many of you are speculating that this is, in fact, the end of the bloodline. I'm not so sure. Let's see how this plays out. You know, this may actually be Roman Reigns' first title loss. And you can't make Roman Reigns completely unstoppable. If you did, people would start to tune out. I mean, already people are starting to crap on the reign of Roman Reigns being too long. You gotta work something into where there's a chink in the armor. And that thing is not being able to take the belts from Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. I don't know where many of you getting that that the WWE's lost faith in those two. They fended off the Usos. They fended off the Usos. They're about to fend off the number one heel in the company and his little cousin. So, I don't know what to say other than please let this thing pan out. There's no way. Sami Zayn is the most over pro wrestler, probably in WWE that they've had, uh, either since John Cena or Stone Cold Steve Austin. So I don't understand where some of y'all get this idea. Let's just finish this out. Let's just let this play out. It's totally plausible that Owens and Zayn will retain in Jeddah, despite maybe the booze or the sandal throwing that may occur. Reigns and Sokoa will probably attack them after the match, get a bunch of heat. I mean, not in... Not in Saudi Arabia, but, you know, they get heat otherwise. And then leave, and then the bloodline can come in and say, Ha ha, we told y'all. Y'all couldn't beat about Wait, what, what, what? And then the feud of the bloodline completely split in two. So, and we can have bloodline wolf pack. Because when you're bloodline wolf pack, you're bloodline wolf pack for life. And if you can't see me, uh, if you're listening to me on the audio podcast, I am doing the two sweet signs. So I just wanted to inform you that that's happening. Again, do not get sucked into the hype. Let's just see how this plays out first before we start saying that the bloodline is dead and that Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are automatically going to lose. Okay, so let's just go with that preposition. That supposition, sorry. Let's just say that Reigns and Sokoa do, in fact, beat Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn for the belts. You're still going to get the ultimate result, which is the bloodline feuding anyway. If Reigns and Sokoa win the belts, it's going to be, ha-ha, we did something you couldn't do. We got the job done. You guys can't get the job done. If they lose the belts, then the Usos can say, ha-ha, see how easy it is. We tried and we failed. We lost those belts fair and square. Y'all tried all y'all dirty, underhanded heel tactics, and still couldn't pry the belts loose. Oh, yeah? So, please, and by the way, yeah, I did make the noise. Um, but it's going to, either way, the bloodline's going to split and it's going to happen. The belts are irrelevant as far as that storyline goes. So, do not get crazy. You know, and by the way, Owens and Zayn work awesome with everybody else. They work well with the Street Profits. And we know the Street Profits are being rumored to being turned yet again because there's nothing to do for them. Uh, the Viking Raiders, they can hold off anybody. They can hold off anybody. Heck, bring Pretty Deadly by. That would be a pretty uh, fire match between them and Owens and Zayn. 
So bring everybody in. Bring everybody in because they can go with everybody. It's not going to be a situation where they're going to lose the belts. It's not. It might. I mean, there's a pos- everything's possible. Everything's possible. But the likelihood of Owens and Zayn losing the belts in Jeddah to Reigns and Sokoa are very slim and none. So, really, there is... Told you that it was going to be kind of a short show. There's really nothing going on uh, this week. Uh, if you have been watching The Crawl ahead of me, then you can see that uh, NWA is gearing up for a Crockett Cup, like I said earlier in the show, that things are happening right now in NWA, and I'm going to try to follow along. I will say that that last episode I saw, not the episode that just came out yesterday because they put out power on i think they put power out on saturday mornings and they put um they put nwa usa on tuesday nights i believe that's how the schedule goes and let me say that i really hope that there's other teams or other people that are going to step up and really make the crockett cup look like something because even though I don't know too much about the teams that are already in it I do know that what I saw as the main event for power last week I just had to shake my head and say you know what I mean go back go back to uh, what uh, William Corrigan said about NWA quality like I'm I'm thinking that this was not what he had in mind for NWA quality. Uh, first of all, we start off with the a belt for belt match. It's a six minute match between um, AEC3 and Tom Latimer. Who this match was just they might as well not have done it. First of all. It was a six-minute match. Okay. Then, even in that six minutes, there was about two and a half, three minutes of, like, standing around, gaga, looking at each other, lock up. You know, it wasn't even, like, smart psychology. It wasn't something like where uh, lock up first, come in, uh, heel gets advantage, face reclaims advantage, and heel takes a powder for a minute and a half. It was just literally EC3 and Tom Latimer not knowing what to do, just kind of staring at each other for two and a half minutes. I mean, that's that's how they lengthened it. And it, so really, actual wrestling action probably in in a six and a half or six minute match with with about two and a half minutes of uh, staring down and blah blah blah. There was only what three and a half minutes left of an actual match and that didn't even get started till halfway through so really there was only about two minutes of action real good solid action in this now the match itself wasn't too bad it's just it was dumb and then the other premises that uh the way it ended which was the time limit draw which of course is the champion's advantage right well even with the chance of five more minutes. And by the way, five more minutes would have been over a hundred. It would have been like 90% of how long the actual match went. 
And uh, William Corrigan said that it was a definitive win uh, for uh, Tom Latimer, I believe. I think they're trying to do like a best of seven thing with this, so I don't know. But it wasn't good. Um, then there was just backstage interview, backstage interview. Some guy named Yabo the Clown came out, and it wasn't even Frank the Clown, I don't think. Uh, but it was uh, Yabo the Clown came out to wrestle Ricky Morton randomly. Randy, uh, uh, Ricky Morton and his son Carrie are going to be a team for the Crockett Cup, but apparently they've been teasing a turn. So I'm sure it's probably going to happen. Kerry Morton is going to turn on his father halfway through the match and during the Crockett Cup and force him to lose. But, uh, yeah, there was, you know, Ricky Morton doing Ricky Morton things. Um, slight comedy-ish, but, you know, you can't not have a comedy with a guy like Yabo the Clown. So, main event was the Blood Force Trauma, who looked very suspiciously like Rodney Mack and Marche Rocket versus Tyrus and Adonis, who have formed a bond over their fight for the uh, 10 pounds of gold and now are going to be a tag team during the Crockett Cup. Uh, this match looked like two bears just coming out of hibernation underwater. This match couldn't go slower unless Thanos used the time stone to warp things backward. This match just was so like clumsy and clunky and laboring. They tried to do stuff and it just didn't work out. It's just so like there were a lot of a lot of punches that were missed. It just was a mess. And you would think guys with WWE training or at least WWE familiarity would be able to make things look good, but no. Why bother? We're only on NWA. We're only on the uh, supposed crown jewel of professional wrestling in this country. That's all. That's no big deal. We just kind of, eh. It, lo it just it, it looked forever. The, things were set up. And what was worse about the match wasn't the fact that it looked like they were moving backwards, but the fact that so Aaron uh, Stevens, who's now manager extraordinaire, uh, came in to interfere, but he actually got into the match. Like, he got into the ring, okay? So normally this would be an automatic, hey, you're disqualified, ding, 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 ring the bell. No, no, it wasn't. No, the ref uh, proceeded to count uh, blunt force trauma out when Tyrus was out in the ring with them messing up. Aaron Stevens found himself in the ring with Chris Adonis, who put him in the Adonis lock and basically made him pass out. And the ref just kind of aimlessly wandering around as if he had no idea that there was even a wrestling match happening in front of him. Uh, tried to, 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 to store some order, but it, it was just awful. The finish was dumb. Normally, you would think that just on the the automatic interference that the, the, the ref would be like, nope, 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 you're out. 
or at least boot him out. And I understand. I know they wanted to give him the uh, give the crowd the uh, baby face pop spot where Eric Stevens gets gets tapped out by the um, uh, Adonis lock. Yeah, I understand it. I, I get it. It is the magic of wrestling. But it just looked d- dumb, and it looked like nobody knew what they were doing, and it didn't make sense. And the ref finally gave him a double count out, even though the legal man um, was—I'm sorry, no—I take that back. Chris Adonis was not the legal man in the ring, uh, but Tyrus was uh, climbed back in the ring eventually. And again, it's just the go home feel good this is the end of this episode of power we've got three or four we're going to film but still it could have been done way better i don't know i'll give nwa a couple more chances like i said i'm going to review that stuff all today or not today uh later speaking of later i'm probably also going to finally upload all of those uh podcasts that i made uh, about a month ago during wrestlemania season uh, during my reactions and whatnot that I haven't gotten a chance to put them up, but I'm going to try to put them up soon. So please be aware of that. All right. Well, cool. I told you there wasn't a whole lot going on today. Thanks for joining me on the show. Thanks for joining me on the Heel and Face podcast, the podcast dedicated to news information and commentary on the world of professional wrestling. It is me. It is me, the big old Stevie C. I'm going to leave for this week again. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Uh, just like Tupac said, you are appreciated. We're going to go out. We're going to have a good time with the family today. So enjoy yourself. And as always, peace. Peace.